Welcome to the Funny Millionaires Podcast, where you laugh all the way to the bank. Here's your host, Lee Lin. Um, we're going to discuss something pretty serious, how to be funny in the military. He's a really funny guy. Um, and his philosophy about stoicism is really amazing. We're going to explain what that is and share with you some stuff. So excited to uh, welcome Rodney. Hi. Hey, thank you. Very lovely introduction, by the way. Okay, thank I you. Would, <laughs> I, would you. I gotta amp you up, right? I know. So, I'm so here. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, go ahead. if you crack a joke in the military, uh, do they immediately discharge you, or do you <laughs> do they discharge you honorably? Oh man, I don't know what the temp like uh, the climate. Sorry, that's what I meant. Idiot. Uh, I don't know what the climate is nowadays, man. Like, I really would like to think that they're actually, they've become more accepting of like just more weird and outlandish ideas. However, because of all the, the culture that we're living in now, right, they're like kind of putting us against the corner and in a box of like, hey, you're representing something more bigger than yourself. So now you're looking at like, hey, be careful around the things you, sh- you do and should say, right? if that makes sense and all i'm trying to yeah all i'm trying to say is right like once we stood for we always stand for freedom and right our rights and everything but sometimes the the freedom of speech can get very limited because again the representation that you have to uphold to like to to all the civilian and then apart from that one thing you're really like get really gets driven down to the core of who you are is like you're an ambassador you're out there and you're like telling everybody that, that, hey, I come from the country that we wish you wouldn't portray in such a negative light. Say those Middle Eastern countries or even the, the, the Asian countries, right? You, you have to be that ambassador that shows them, hey, I've never, I've never seen somebody like you. I don't know what to take from you. However, based on your character here, let's see what you bring, you know? So you do have to be careful. <laughs> I love it. So you were diving deep. So like, yeah. Um, how, what are I? I feel like I get along with mil, like ex-military and veterans because I feel like you guys have seen a lot of stuff. And so, can you describe to somebody who's never been in the military like what that experience is like? All right. In like five minutes. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'll try to do it short. I'll shoot for no, but, but whatever. No, yeah, like, let me get yeah, precise yeah. and concise. Yeah, yeah. Right. You are. It's a culture shock when you get there because of just how many different types of people you are. So like if you're, uh, is it, is it a, uh, What are you? Oh, right. We need to describe the guest. Oh, for sure. Why not? Like? We just, do we just dove like? right into who it, right? Who do I look like? I wish I could think of a funny answer right then and then there. Let's see, I don't know. He's like, nice kid. Yeah. So you guys can fill in the blanks. Anyways, um, yeah, let's keep <laughs> like a Like a, I don't know. <laughs> No, but let, let's uh, just to answer. All right, let's keep going. No, just to answer your question, right? Yeah, I was first. Like, well, look. Hmm. Sorry, look. It's just, first of all, like. Because I'll never be in the military because I'm too weak and like too old. Like, mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen. So, can you explain to somebody how do you connect with somebody from the military? Maybe that's a better question. Okay. Well, you get thrown into a world right and at, at the prime of i would say a prime of your youth right where you're just 18 19 17 you know and and you just get hit with a different perspective on culture 
like as far as where you came from, let's just say it was the middle of America or some East Coast country or some West Coast, sorry, country, some West Coast cities, some California East Coast cities. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I really feel like California is its own country. I mean, isn't it like the, it the third? Is. Yeah, like, like the most fifth economy or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, you get thrown into something that you you don't know how to react to it immediately. So they tell you what to do, right? Oh, nice. They're 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 structuring you to be able to work alongside somebody whose beliefs are just radically different from yours. That's very interesting. No so matter what, what corner of the country you're from. So how do they? ask you to respond like can you give an example oh like, well first of all what's the idea of boot camp right of any boot camp of any type right it's just to break you down first and then they instill their How values break it down? Like, what's well, boot camp? right like they shave off your hair it's just kind of i guess it's it's like the symbol of like you know shedding off the skin okay. and then they break you by like letting you know that you're long away you're, you're far away from home mm-hmm. so you have no mom or no dad right. to like like fall yeah. back on yeah. or family or right. you know so these these people are are trained mm-hmm. to show you that it's gonna be hard because now you're stepping into a real life where you know you're, you you don't have a string an umbilical cord attached mm-hmm. to, to to what was your past and now having done all of that they can restructure and saying like hey we have a common goal it almost sounds like a cold right it is <laughs> yeah it's a very yeah. good cult. right well yeah their values are based on hey country and liberty right and that's, right. that's yeah, at least for for the nation that right. is you know ours right uh, they, they don't they don't want to seem like assholes to the rest right. of the world sure. but we actually have a goal right. of you know yeah proving our, our dominance right because i feel like you guys act right you okay know what I'm yeah, yeah like i've never met a veteran who was like really do you know what i mean you guys act in an appropriate way and you guys are very calm Okay, gotcha, yeah. I feel like I can tell when somebody's... Like, how can, can you tell if somebody's been in the military or not? You know what? Like, it's, it's, it's a bit tough to tell because you do have some, like, people with just... You can see someone out in just the regular civilian world. Right, from and outside, it, it's yeah, tough. But, like, and, when and you the, talk to them, do you feel like you can tell? Definitely. You can definitely... T- they, you can tell how? that they... The, their mannerisms first of all like right but one thing that really does come up is like right i think you can ask anybody they'll start walking in cadence with somebody else you know <laughs> their step is matching the other person's step so that's one of them they're maybe stiffed arm to yeah. the sides and oh, stuff like that and that, again it's just another way of like making sure we have you know like cohesion amongst all the people that we have like hey they all walk together you know flocks you know what is it a bird, bird a feather or for birds of a feather flock together, together. yeah, yeah so they want to make sure that hey like even if you're out there alone you're not alone in the sense that you have somebody in the military alongside with you and yeah right yeah because i've gone to different countries we have to dress different ways but you know what i mean you're with a friend even though he's dressed his own way you guys are still walking in cadence right so doesn't that sound like hey it's bringing them together in a completely different environment no matter if he's from wisconsin and i'm from la or you know but in a different country we're together i think it's a good value however i can see that some people are like oh you're just getting brainwashed and that is that is another just like like what is it like a bad stigma about the military so like um where were you deployed well i've been to the middle east a lot of the uh eastern countries as well like uh like say for japan near there and stuff like that uh just in those areas you know what was that like 
it was it was first of all it was interesting you know and that's just to say the least but it was also very uh training training heavy you know and and one thing you'll notice it's like one of the one of the phrases that they use a lot is like hey um if you want peace right prepare for war so it's always a lot of training a lot of practice a lot of really what they call it is just uh, uh i not say dummy wars but you just play you know war what do you guys do in the play war whoa you just kind of act like oh there's an enemy ship out there do you shoot uh, no no you don't <laughs> you don't you just you just do it with uh your own people you know what i mean but oh, you okay. just kind of oh. act like you're, you're okay. going to okay. those scenarios okay. and for the what's the reason right okay. just so you know that hey say it comes to a real outbreak of a, you know something terrible of a, a war you know like you're ready you have to be and i think it's it's what they try to instill as a as a single soldier and then at the same time as a part of a unit like hey okay. how are you going to react and okay. that's what we're training for all the time okay so what branch of the military were you in and why is it better than all the other <laughs> nah i don't get into those things i i, I appreciate everybody's work on and that's not where even like a, i was in the navy i was in a submarine i was attached oh, to a submarine oh my God. How yeah, was that? yeah it was <laughs> really uh closed in i guess <laughs> but um nah i stopped yeah. it was a horrible pun I guess you could say it's fun. That's cool, but how was it, what was it like working in a submarine? Let's see. It, the time you were deployed, it seemed like one really long, drawn-out day. Like, how do you guys get oxygen? You guys, oh, like, we, have, uh, we have scrubbers, right? The scrubbers are just a machine that takes the CO2 and then just scrub them up their carbon so they can reuse oxygen. However, you know, obviously it gets in limited supplies. can't reuse the same thing. Um, so they do have oxygen tanks and things like that. And apart from that, if we're, you know, we're good water, so we can just come up and stick out a, stick out a mass that like, will take in air. Like, why not? It's, it's like just a ventilation system. So do you think the military is like a funny place? <laughs> oh, definitely. I was going to tell you too, like, if you like, look, so you got a lot of immature guys, right? I'm telling you, these guys are like 17, 18, 19, 20. All right. How old and are you, you when you're doing? 18. 18. Yeah. I was 18. I was 18 turning 19. Okay. But you get all these guys, right? don't get me wrong, we have leadership that's much older than us, right? And they, they're like getting us in the right direction. However, you get a lot of guys with different backgrounds, right? From, again, from the middle America to like the, the, the bad parts of like an urban community. Mm -hmm. They get them all together. I mean, you are breeding like a, a really funny story of just of like clash culture clashes you know like hey what you know like some dudes will like be sleeping all day well like some farm boy couldn't even you know even get one one hour's worth of sleep because he had to wake up early and stuff like that and that's his reason for getting out and then somebody else would come along and just shit on them for like you know it's like i don't know just being too hard working or something not that that's a bad thing but you know what i mean we we, we kind of build a brotherhood yes and, and, and when you have somebody that's so different it's like it's like a brother you hate, you know? Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so you start throwing toys at him or something, like, hey, man, get the hell up or something. That's just a small little example, but I don't know. It's, it's cool, man. It's cool. Awesome. So how did you get into comedy? How did I get into comedy? I mean, it's always been there. I know uh, when I first found out about it, it was just seeing, like, these dudes over the TV, right, at first. that I was like, oh, those guys are funny. You know what I mean? But I always thought it was just like a... Like, I always knew it was like a script, right? Like, I would grow up watching Mad TV and all that stuff. That stuff was always, it was funny. And uh, 
I remember I took a trip to Mexico and <laughs> it was just late night TV, right? And I was just like hanging out. And the reason it's, so, it's, it's like, the reason I bring that up, why it matters is because they had a different approach. I don't know, like in the, in the Spanish language, there's just so many words that have like a double entendre. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like what? And, and like, I, cheers on. Let's see. I mean, I'm pretty sure they exist in Spanish and English, I mean. You but like, yeah, yeah, all right. But like, uh, it's doble sentido. It just means like, hey, if I say, oh, esta, es como una tabla, you know? <laughs> Some people would be like, hey, te, te gusta esa tabla? Yeah, I, really what it would just mean, like, hey, do you like that table? But maybe they're referring to a chick that's really flat or something. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I like that one. You should do one. But, but, but like, they'll run with it and stuff. Oh. However, there was this, uh, when I went over, I was really young. I was like maybe like uh, 10 or 11. And I saw this dude just do it like for his late night, uh, mm -hmm. kind of like a, it was the same layout as a, as a Jay Leno show, like a late night show, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that he'd do his monologue. And I just, something intriguing about that whole, like just talking out loud about just the funniest things. <laughs> and then just from then on, I was like, dude, like you can get paid for this stuff. Yes. That's funny, man. That is fucking funny sorry i don't know I don't mean no, it's yeah, yeah. no i have yeah, it explicit yeah. so you can curse all you want uh, uh, no, no, no. so what was your first open mic like first open mic so i remember it was uh it was at wang's it was in monrovia and uh I love monrovia. Yeah, yeah i had one before that but it was in a school setting and it's also been in military setting <laughs> however i don't consider them uh <laughs> somebody okay. just bumped into the glass hey door. So you know they clean really well. Yeah. That's but, what you, um, it's what you pay to be yeah. in the turbine spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, what were you talking about? Uh, no, well, uh, the, I remember the, the first time was at Wang's, right? Like it was in Monrovia. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, Ricky Macias. He's a cool guy, man. I still talk to him to this day. And he's like really happy about his, my progress or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I talked to him about it. But like, I remember the first time I was so nervous. I mean, I think I practiced for like a month straight, but every time I'd approach the bar or every time I'd approach the, the club, that, that little Chinese restaurant place, I was just so scared. Like my anxiety, I started shaking. I was like, man, I just want to be good, you know? And then just one day without just thinking about it, I just took a deep breath and it's like, without thinking that, just freaking sign up. Ever since then, you know, like I just even putting my name as my hand was shaking and then my yeah. the pencil wasn't really getting out the R and the O and the D. And I'm like, Rodney. <laughs> and I'm like, right, right, right. I have to think about the next letter. Like, oh, yeah, my last name does start with a D, you know. So anyways, uh, I signed my name up. I had practiced this set for a while. I go up there. And I mean, it wasn't hacky, but I know like a lot of the comics on there already saw the punchline coming up. my I remember what you talked about? <laughs> yes, talk I do. What did you talk about? Well, it was just it was just simple jokes, you know what I mean? There was one where I was like talking about traffic. I was like, I'm sorry for being late, but the traffic's just so horrible. Did you guys know that every 15 minutes, one person's getting in a traffic accident out here in LA? I think we should go out, find that person, and make them stop. That was <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's really funny. I like it. It was, but it was just like, oh, that's so haggy, you know. What I mean? But it's it's yeah. you started, right? So how how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, a year and a half. Nice. A year and a half. Awesome. Yeah, right. yeah, you, you, I couldn't even tell from how good you are on on stage now. Oh, I, I would have never it, guessed that uh, you were shaking <laughs> as you were doing. So like, did, like what made you decide waking? You like woke up one day like I'm gonna go and open mic or like did something happen? Right. Yeah. Like I told you, like it's just been in me. Like okay, so I don't want I don't want to sound like a prima donna or anything like that. 
but I was just like always in the back of my head it was always scratching right just I feel like that's something that's like common amongst all of them it's like man like I know that I'm funny however right I feel like everybody's told a funny story at one point in their life to their friends amongst family members or just out of random to a random group of strangers but that doesn't necessarily mean like hey I'm gonna go do stand-up but I just knew it was just something fulfilling about it and in, in, in being able to create the joke first of all the funny story the funny punchline that from a young age I was like oh it carried me over into like you know it'd be cool like I just not even cool but it's like something that makes me happy it's just the work that I put into it like any artist right they do something right. they present it to the world for for value for validation and then it's like it was it was taken you know and, and you know it was really good that's what they would say and and that carried me through like when I first started obviously like from the next time I hit a mic was probably like two or three more weeks later nice. but then it just kind of hit me and it's like it's it, you just learn things as you're going and I wasn't I wasn't thinking oh it has to be great I was just like look you're doing what you wanted to yes, do yes exactly Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. At first, it was like, oh, I just want to be great, but that's just like the, the the ego and just the the the, the it really is naivety, right? Like you're just naive when you first yeah, go into. Yeah, you're too stupid to Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, but truly. you need that to get yeah. started. And then so, you realize, oh, these are the things do. I gotta fix. Yeah. Now exactly. I realize exactly. what it takes. Yeah. As to what before, and it's like, exactly. oh, these guys go up there yeah, and just because you're just fantasizing. You're not even in reality. Exactly. So exactly. That that. So what topics do you talk about now? Oh, well, they are pretty vulgar, right? I just talk about, it's like, science. they have penis. Funny, so. Yeah, exactly. But one thing that's kind of come into light, I was like, all right, a lot of these people have made the jokes I've done before. Well, maybe I just have my own twist on it. It's, that's not the point, right? It's not the point to, to, to just do the jokes that you think will evoke, like, shock or, or, or you know what I mean? Just, like, like horror or anything. You're not going for that anymore. You realize, like, hey, you know what? Like, I just want to be good at any yes. topic that's thrown my yeah, way. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, throw, I don't know, Popeye's chicken sandwiches and watch, <laughs> you know, watch me make a, right, make a, a joke, joke out of it. Yeah. yeah, and that's what you want to reach. I feel like that's my, my point. Yeah. So, if it is it anybody else's, maybe they do want to come up with the, I think I heard Ari Shafir or something. All we want to do is just make the best dick joke. I just want to be good at making dick jokes. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. And, and everybody has their own path, you know? Yes, I totally yes. agree with that. For sure. So, yeah, as you can tell, like, I'm really nerdy about it, but at the same time, I love, it. Yeah, I love yeah, the yeah. nerdiness about it because when we talk about, like, books and stuff, and then you talk about stoicism, like, I have not seen people in the wild even like that topic. So, I was just so shocked that you did. Um, because you originally wanted the podcast to be called like how to be a stoic comic. So can you explain what stoicism is? Okay. So just right off the bat, right. There's going through life, right. Like you only realize you, uh, you, I feel like when you're young and you're just learning how to get to this thing we call life, you're just like, Oh, what's my purpose? What's my meaning here? Like what's going on? Sure. Whatever. That's like somewhat some existential like crisis, right. It can hit at any time in your age. But you realize slowly and surely, like, you know what? I can create my own meaning. I'm not trying to get all hippie on anybody. No, it's, it yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's because a lot of people but start it, doing stand-up comedy because they're trying to find meaning in their lives because something horrible has happened. Yeah, they, they can do it for therapy. You see a lot of these yes. guys, and it's like, oh, yes. thank you to join my therapy. Some people will be like, oh, this was a great AA meeting, you know? Yeah. Because it kind of is, right. in a way. Yeah. Because you bring out the most horrible aspects of yourself, and not only are you accepted, but people love it, and they embrace it. So right. it's, it's a great thing. And then and you come to realize, like, 
I think with so like it's just the way of thinking. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily like, hey, this is the but golden like, what ticket. Is it? Like, what, right, what so is yeah. you have control over one thing, right? And that's first of all, it's your you really you go out here in life and you realize you have no control over anything. How someone else's reaction, a girlfriend broke up with you, hey, you have no idea when your boss is gonna fire you for some weird reason. You don't even know when you're gonna get a car crash or anything. However, you can, <laughs> you do. For me, it's more like I think about the car crash. But sorry, okay. Go no, no, no. Well, all I was trying to say, you do control, right? Like how you react to it. That's that's about it. The same thing with bombing on stage. Like you control how you react to it. Either what do you it think either of bombing shuts on you stage? down. What about you? About no. you? You are really well put together. No, in the sense. no. What? What? No, I said. What do you think about bombing on stage? Oh, gotcha. I was just gonna say, like, oh, you, you, yeah, yeah. You're you're straightforward Dude, to you what know, you, you know your ideas weird? are. Because I don't even care when I bomb, because I'm just happy to be on stage. There you, you go. See, I mean? that's one like, way to think about it. Because I ask people about it. It's like, do you feel bad? And people are like, oh, of course I feel bad. And I was like, am I weird for not feeling? You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe I'm still early in the game, so I don't feel so attached to everything. Okay. And maybe I just don't have as much of my ego attached to my stuff. Yeah. Because I just want to go. No, I guess you. You know what I mean? I like it for the fun of it. I think you should keep it that way as for as long as you're Yeah, I think I just have yeah. no emotions. That's, a, that's and what, Which is kind of helpful. Anyways, yeah, I went really on a tangent. Is. And again, that's what really what so is. It's something that yeah. carries you along this, you know, this, yeah. this path. And you're just going to like, hey, you know, relax. Don't take yourself so seriously. Your mm -hmm. ego is going to be your enemy ultimately. Mm -hmm. So think about it. Like nothing's attached to your identity unless you make it your identity. That's the true. drive, you, the, the car you drive is not you, right? The, I'm the not position, a Hyundai You're not. <laughs> yeah, what? you're not. You can be driving a Mercedes tomorrow because you win the lottery. You're right. Exactly. I or need you to find a, a Mercedes. Um, <laughs> but that's still not you. You know what I mean? You know what is you? The way you conduct yourself. And really, that's what yeah, you have man. control over, right? I was here to laugh, not to learn stuff. Um, so, okay. Don't so, worry. The, the, the listeners are. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm trying to be Zach Galifianakis, but I can't even be that because you're so smart. So, it's kind of hard. Uh, um, so, like, what books do you read? Like, well, just leave me to that. Yeah, I guess, you know who does influence a lot? Jordan B. Peterson, right? He's really cool. I even made Can a bit about Can you explain what, like, because I feel like guys need to hear this from a guy because I can't, you know, you know what? what I mean? Yeah. I want you to explain this in your words because they're not going to listen to me. Does that make sense? I they need fine, to hear yeah. it from a guy. What okay. are they, what okay. is, yeah. what is it Explain Jordan Peterson and the 12 rules. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, like, yeah, he, he, and now he's a professor over in, in from uh, Toronto. And um, he uh, he wrote that book, the Twelve Rules to uh, to, to, life, to, to, to avoid chaos. Yeah. chaos. And, and I mean, he just goes through like just simple rules that like aren't gonna What's solve your, your life. Rules? What are your favorite rules? Well, <laughs> don't bother some. Don't bother a kid who's skateboarding. That's I what think is his mean? rule number like ten or something. Yeah. Look, from what I take from it, right? These are these kids like daily are facing fear by like throwing themselves down some handrails or some set of flight of stairs right mm -hmm. and and what they're really doing in front of that apart from just doing their favorite trick you know from either doing a kickflip or a board slide they're actually trying to conquer a fear that's in front of them and that pro will propel them into facing other fears even if it's just minute right. like let's just say career goals career fears or if it's uh just educational fears like oh i don't think i can conquer like it's just something that sticks in the back of their head right. telling them i've fallen in my face before it's not the end of the world right get up and yeah get up and try and know it, try and do it again and it's okay. just something that i've always gone falling back on okay. to make an analogy out of anything else i'm doing 
you know, it's like in, in, like in bombing, you know, like when right. you're going up there, right. I've told some jokes that I was like, oh, I think this is going to work. You try it. Nobody laughs. Just complete silence. Stupid. No, no, I don't know. I wouldn't say Obviously, that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. I just think I don't set it up right or the premise wasn't there. But, so but don't you, you think figure the audience it out. sometimes it's just it's uncontrollable? Like sometimes the audience just doesn't get it? Hmm. Or do you think if you explain it well enough, anybody can get it? I believe that you, if you explain it well enough, yeah, you will. But what if they just... I mean, you see female comics relating to, you know, like something that a, a man can understand, you know? I don't, I don't know. I feel like I don't, I, I find certain things funny and certain things. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, I totally get it, yeah. There's some things like that probably might make you chuckle better than other things. Right, but you feel like if it's done well, everyone should laugh? Yes. Or like, and, hmm. <laughs> I never thought I'd laugh about Hungry Man, but then you got Jerry Seinfeld talking about a TV dinner, you know? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this guy going on about? The next thing you know, and it's like, when you wrap that plastic thing, and, and you know you gotta make something out of yourself. <laughs> I started laughing at that bit, and just so many just like it. So. You sound like it. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah so, you like the skateboarding one? What other rules? Oh, I like the cat one. Yeah. Just appreciate life. Yeah, he know? talked about his daughter a lot. Because she, she came down with like a like a joint Bone problem. Disease. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, they were starting to fuse together. And they found some treatment, but it was so hard. But I guess the idea was like, hey, look you see a cat you pet them because it's just the little beauty that's left in life you know that like that very yeah. little you get you yeah. take it right i think yeah. that's good it's that's profound true. you know even though you can find it he found it in a really dark place which was like how like how does life let an innocent child get hurt so bad and he just took it and this, i think that's why i love him so much is so he took it and made a positive out of it he just didn't let him bring him down and then even though it's his own daughter, like, I mean, he, with his positivity, like, also, like, brought his daughter up. And now she's, I hope she's doing better. Oh, I know she's doing well from, so. from, the, yeah, from the book. From, yeah, yeah, from the book, she's okay. Yeah. What do you think about, yeah, just go down. Who do you think about Ryan Holiday? I've never discussed Ryan Holiday with somebody in my real life. So really? Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's one of those guys I was listening, right? Like, that. I, I listened to his podcast. I read his book, like, the Ego is the Enemy. And, um. He was he was just talking about how he used to be a workaholic and then how it just kind of took him to a to a place where he was really unhappy and then he had left his ambitions for creating a book. However, he was really successful by a matrix of other people, right? Like say for instance, anybody just walking around, it's like, hey, what do you want to hey, do? You don't know. I, I know, right? You're right. right. Let's just <laughs> say like, somebody somebody that did it. Yeah, but he was at that position. I think he was. Uh, it was a famous uh, chain store or something like that, right? And he found success so early in life, you know. Yeah, he's, he's just, like our age or something. I, I believe so. Bit, yeah, I'm yeah. A little yeah. Bit older. I'm 29, by the way. And he was taken uh, back by like how much he's, even though, by like many people's like standards, he was a success. Mm -hmm. By his own, he realized like I've dug myself into a deep hole of just work, like workaholic, of being a workaholic that like I just didn't want to be in anymore. And then he just he, he got himself out of it by taking like practical ideas that he I think he learned from like Marcus Aurelius and all these other other uh, like philosophers and stuff and and psychology like like uh, you know like they practice psychology I mean, like I think Jung was in there and stuff like that but the idea is right you like you make you craft the life that you want right like right. not the one that's given to you given no matter you, yeah. what cards you're dealt in life. You know? Do you feel like your family feels, do you, 
like as a comedian do you feel like you tell them and then they feel weird about it or do they feel supportive like yeah let's see my immediate family obviously like my would say like what for me it'd be my my sister a little brother i think they're more understanding right like even my dad the oldest yes i am the okay. oldest of three okay. and, and, and I'll, i love them a lot and but they're their own people and their own characters maybe i'm a little more positive than say for instance my sister she she might be a little more um how do i put this for the lack of better words more uh more strict more strict on on, on her way of carrying herself mm-hmm. but they don't shun me for the ways i think that i think comedy is great and you should look at everything like so i wouldn't say laxy daisy but you just know that you don't control those things so control your own emotions you know don't get so angry about just every single situation that's not going your way you adjust yourself to it and you know fight on and then i do have other family members and it's like oh this guy's just weird he's just a hippie i have a cousin you know he was kind of more of a cholo you know, and, and, and he, he was rolling with the bad people. And sure enough, he doesn't see things my way, you know. I, I But it doesn't mean that I should, you know, like, like make him an outcast from my life. I just tell him, like, hey, this is the way I see it. I don't particularly agree with you. <laughs> like, you know, doing all these drugs and then, like, like, putting it on other people, you know. And then I tell him my ways and I respect who I am at the end of it all, you know. If he invites me to, let's just say, to his friends, I'll tell him the reasons why he respects them. I respect, you know, I respect me, I respect him, and then boom, we just move forward from there. I hope he has the best life, you know, that he right. would, he's created. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's not the same one I would take. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, appreciate sure. it. So yeah, can you talk a little bit? You have the best handwriting ever. <laughs> what other books do you read? I, like, I hear that hand, like handwriting is like a dying <laughs> like a yeah, skill, if you guys right? can like, read his handwriting, oh my god, it's amazing. You wrote something, Doug, what? Oh, Doug Stanhope. He's, he, he has a book out, too. Or he okay, was just, what does he talk about? Well, he's just talking about his, uh, well, first of all, it's like really heavy on his mom, mm-hmm. right? Because he's, he's like, obviously, like, he loves her, you know? And But yeah, she was, I guess, uh, he has this funny story where, like, she, when she did pass away, this is what I love about him, right? He just took something bad that happened to him, like when he, she died. And I think he comes out and has a bit about it where he just like bought some stuff off her credit card after she died. Not that that's the right thing to do, but he just goes like, hey, you know, from beyond the grave, you know, you okay. never know if she like The last thing she did was buy nice things for her. And she, he knew about all these things and he took it as best as he could. and. You know, honored her and everything. There's a lot of clash in there too, as well. You know, she she didn't like the last hours of her. You know, like but she helped him out with her. He helped her out with her suicide. You know, and it's like, holy crap! Like that's a man who went through some of the worst thing ever, right? To one of the most loving family member in his life, and and then just made it. I wouldn't say positive, but he had a good outlook towards it. Does that make sense? That's an interesting read. And then when it gets to that chapter, like, I mean, it's pretty deep. And, and then when he talks about it, like, like in, like, on stage or something, I mean, he gets really emotional. Like, you just don't take that away from him because it's part of him, you know? And either people have gone through much worse and reacted to it really well or reacted to it really bad. And worse, they've gone through, you know, less, and then they've reacted to it bad. And you're like, wow, you, well, you got to read about this guy too, you know? That's done that. But yeah, yeah, he had two books. That, oh, I'm pretty sure he had something else. But I read two of his books, and 
Yeah, he's, he's got a good, and he's a funny comedian. And he has one of the most, one of the best bits I've ever seen where he's just telling everybody, like, I found the solution, but yet I'm still up here trying to tell everyone what it is and no one wants to pay attention or do what I say. So, I mean, I guess it's just like talking to myself. <laughs> funny one, funny one. Okay. Well, yeah. um, so who do you find funny besides me? <laughs> oh, man. So I guess I'm gonna really have to dig deep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this <is> possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know who's in the circuit that I do would like to bring up. Oh, I'm not talking about the circuit. I'm just saying. The oh whole yeah. World. Oh, just no. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. We gotta make it funny because we were getting so serious. Oh, well, what's like, wrong with that? Because like, this podcast is called Funny. It is funny. People are like laughing at me. I'm sure. Yeah, they're laughing at you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to go for the Zach Gallup and Magic Slide, but I think I'm totally failing at it. I'm not even like kind of. What does Zach Gallup and Magic do? You haven't seen Between Two Ferns? No. He's just really dumb. And then he's like (laughs) just trolling everyone. Does dumb make you laugh? Huh? Dumb makes you laugh. Because he's just like so, such an asshole to everyone. He interviewed Obama and he's like, what do you think about being the last black president? And I'm like, <laughs> you know how he is, you know. So, oh, those are some like pretty- like a character. Those um, are some really weird questions, I guess, yeah. I'm glad you didn't say anything. <laughs> Anybody who was funnier than me, let's move on. Um, so, okay, let's talk about the military, okay? Who should I date who can give me the most money in the military? And we have a- we have a most important uh, question. Uh, Try to date an officer? The, what should I do? Who has a Try the money? commander in chief. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk realistic. Like seriously, what are the pay grades? What are the grades in the military? I think it, they're like what? Uh, E1 through E9, right? Like, don't just, ask me. I don't know you. Explain. No, well, there you go. Well, <laughs> just go. The higher the number, the better. <laughs> ask What's them E? Media. A thousand. E a thousand. There you go. That's <laughs> master. So much Master President of the entire okay, Union Nation. That's Trump, well, right? <laughs> right? It's Trump right now, right? He's yeah. the commander in chief. Have you tried to hit him up? Have you tried to slide in his I'm DMs? I'm waiting for Melania to divorce him. <laughs> oh, you, you don't think he'd had an he's affair nice. with you? But uh, I feel like oh. I need to aim for somebody who's like a good, who would. Go for Bernie right uh, now. Yeah, he's me. so hot. We're like know. doing the NFL draft right now. Like, what do you think is gonna go up? I feel like I'm a Biden person. Because this is the what. This is why I seriously think. Okay, yeah. I'm either gonna end up with somebody who's super wealthy and really boring and needs <laughs> life in their, you know what I mean? Like they need somebody to entertain them, or I'm gonna have somebody who gets my humor and can dish it back. But I. I feel like it would kind of be in competition. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be complimentary, yeah. but also need to get it. Well, I'll tell you what. Who would you date right now in the comedy scene? Regardless nobody, of money, right? Nobody. You wouldn't date Kurt Top? Uh, oh, in the comedy, comedy scene? Yeah, Probably yeah, yeah. Like, anybody. I'm dating for money, so I wouldn't <laughs> date. Because I actually That's... do like comedy for its own sake, you know? Right, so right, I don't right, want right. to mess it up by being involved with somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, right? that makes sense. So it's just like... Right, because you it's like it's like a coworker. Gotcha. Yeah, you don't want to. I mean, I'm just it. having fun with it. I know. So, yeah, yeah, but I got this. Yeah, like I, a lot I of stuff. About this. <laughs> I thought about this. Not even necessarily like somebody in the scene, right? But you just kind of like, who would I want? How because silly would always, I want? Because you're always competing. You know what I mean? Like, cause maybe you don't understand. Because like, it's a woman thing. It's like if you're in 
this is my this is my bit, okay? If a guy can't fuck you in the bedroom, he try to fuck you in your career. That's my <laughs> thing, right? So it's like I want somebody who's completely not in my field to not even think about competing because if you are in the same field, you do end up competing in a way. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you're Zach Galifianakis right now. No, I'm serious right now. <laughs> I'm shit. really serious right now. No, because like, how silly do you want that guy to be? Right? I don't like, care I mean, do about. I to told you. Did you not listen to my bit? I'm gonna marry for money. Do I want a Roomba? A Roomba yeah, would be right. nice. Roomba can you, is very can you buy me? Can you, can you, can you a buy Roomba me a Roomba? Has made please? millions right now. In That's the true. A Roomba market. is amazing. Like, but would you date a Roomba? If you gave me money, why not? Here, <laughs> well, ATM. Would you, would you date a Roomba? Huh? Would you date a robot? Like an Asian guy? <laughs> Dude, you just took why a not? jab at like but, a whole okay. race. <laughs> It's okay because it's my own well, race, right? I, guess, I still think uh, my racist humor is hilarious, but <laughs> hey. Just not enough to date. Anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted to, because I had a, a Robert Hung on my interview and he was an engineer. He broke it down for me. He told me to date electrical engineers because they're the most awkward and make the most money. So really? I was hoping you would help me like break down like which occupation in the military would be the most is well, it kind of like some? I don't know. Data corpsman, then I guess. What's a corpsman? A corpsman's like their version of like a like a field nurse or something. Like, like a, a field, field nurse. Medic. A field medic. A medic. Yeah, what yeah, about yeah. a doctor in the army? I mean, yeah, you'd have to go officer. It's not necessarily. Okay. What about the officers? Who should I? I mean, they're all like pretty. I want to say wealthy or well off. I mean, again, it just goes by rank, but at right. least you'll find some comfort in knowing that, like, hey, like this, <clears> I guess they'll support you. You know. You guess they'll support me. Don't they get like benefits every month? Yeah, but these guys, like, uh, I love them and everything, but they got some low self-esteem issues as well, so. Okay, which one has the lowest self-esteem so I <laughs> no, can take advantage? Yeah. I don't know, what, date a cook, I guess? A cook? Hmm. <laughs> That's like, actually pretty hey. good. I'm, I'm terrible at cooking, so this might there actually go, go problem solved. for me. I need a wife. Make a Tinder profile. I need a wife. Make a Tinder profile. No, I deleted all my online profiles. Really? Yeah, because they were, they were so crappy to me. Uh, I was just done with it. And what's what you call it? the most richest guys are on there? No, no, the rich guys are on. They're not but on there. Just because they don't text doesn't mean they're rich. Or messaging. Um, because if you're really wealthy, you would protect your wealth and not advertise it online. No, on the contrary, you're just like, oh, I want a, I want a girl that's gonna give it up for all this wealth I got going on. Easily. Wow, we segwayed a lot. Um, <laughs> well, there so, you go. I just wanted uh, to take a off on a tangent that that's true. wasn't That was kind of funny, though. <laughs> oh, you think my whole interview was crap? All right, no, we'll see how either. it is. Yeah. All right, so who's Apart your favorite, like, who's, like, your favorite comedians? Oh, man, like, Rory Scoville, Mark Norman, for sure. Anthony Jessen, like, probably, up, like, I don't know, up there. I don't uh, know any of these people. I knew Daniel Tosh. Okay. You kidding me? Like, I know Tosh, yeah. That's the only one I know. What Anthony like Jelznik, he sounds familiar to me. I need to look it up. Dude is funny, man. You gotta really listen to okay, these guys, man. To Thompson, okay. Laura, good, great with Stuart, okay. Rodney okay. Dangerfield. Okay. Man, those are just some old people. Uh, but, okay. dude, like, they're, they're just so free, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah. not bounded by, maybe that's the level you reach eventually after some fame mm -hmm. and some success. But, like, just being able to talk about whatever you want mm -hmm. and not giving a shit. You're right. Like, like me. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> but you're just there and like you have all these ideas and they're going places but you haven't crafted them for like 
the audience that you want to hit you. I think so too. Yeah. Right? Cause I feel like I have good ideas, but my execution is not good enough yet because I feel like I'm a writer. And you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not like a performer. You know what I mean? I think I just need to perform more and then be in my persona a little bit more. Yeah. Once you get big, watch, trust mm. me, you're going to get a following of like, even if it's just a Gold really diggers. narrow, yeah, Gold a really diggers. narrow amount. <laughs> But I feel like it's a right person, you know what I mean? Because I feel like I, I do have a mission. I am like a missionary in a way because I'm like, I need to get my message out. So for, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm, I teach self-defense for women from shooting men. So uh, that's what I do. Uh, but anyways, um, oh, right. I need to be a podcast a of, host. Yeah, a lot of baby daddy mamas or what is it? Yeah, baby mamas are definitely going to want to follow I, you. I honestly, I, I talked to my friend about this today. I was like, I need to go to the single women's shelter, like single mom shelter. So uh -huh. like teach and preach. So if you guys are listening, help me out. Um, reach out to me. <laughs> um but yeah i do i do enjoy performing because it's like speaking i was i'm still like a career coach speaker so it's kind of the same thing all right let's segue um how do you stay alive and confident dodge the potholes okay anything else this carry, is this carry is a gun okay how which gun should i get as a woman get a 22 i think 22. bill burr explains it the best yeah okay. i mean you don't need what guns just, do you have I don't have any guns. You don't have any guns? No, I don't have You're any guns. You're um, uh, Or not, not that I know right. to say. Okay, what do you think about short dudes and their Napoleon complex? Really? Oh, yeah. crap. It exists, I guess, yeah. Okay. It really does exist. I've seen yeah. it in some. Okay. I hope I don't have one like that. I'm not, I guess I, I'm average. I I'm not. people with complexes because they overcompensate and it, and it benefits me. So that is true, yeah. Because I know I'm like that. However, also. it's just how you go about it. Like, do you compensate because you're angry or do you just compensate because you just know you have something no, better to offer? No, I feel like I just do it because I, I have the dream and I want to chase after it. Um, but before, I think I was kind of angry about it. Yeah. But I feel like it's all in how you channel, right? Because I know I have an addictive personality, so that's why I choose not to drink or do drugs or smoke. Oh, because nice. I know if I do that, my life is going to be in Santa Ana and I don't want my life to be over. Jeez, so, hopefully nobody from Santa Ana. It's okay, <laughs> they can take it. They can take it. It's explicit, but like, I feel like I channel into comedy because it's a place where I can be uninhibited and it also helps me meet new people and then flush out ideas. And Because in stand-up, it's almost required to be a crappy person because you're honest about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It's, it's like it's it's freeing in the sense that you you are who you really are or like you you portray a voice part of you that's on the dark side because that's what we tap into with this a exactly. lot of those those exactly. thoughts that because, a lot of people would like want to so shake off and it's funny because i think the coaching ministry is like that you're supposed to be happy and fun and optimistic and like cheer people gotcha, gotcha which gotcha. it has a room for that right in that space but by nighttime I open mic it's like oh right I'm gonna tell you how I feel so I think it's, it's is that how you take it yeah like, because it's like in yeah. the night, daytime I'm like encouraging and stuff and the nighttime like um the the Chinese gold digger comes out <laughs> but I like I gold dig in the daytime regularly <laughs> and the other way is the other thing yeah well I like it. how many mines have you been hitting you know huh? how many mines have you been hitting what do you mean mines? like how many mine shafts have you gone into um, you know the other guest that I had? He's actually a mining engineer, so he's like, I'm a gold digger too, so we're all gold diggers. <laughs>
Um, That's good. You lines. have like a really broad spectrum of the, the guests you bring on. I'm like I know other podcasters too, but. That's cool. They even know a, a, a mind engineer because he did his routine online because he's like the his thing is like the virgin engineer put in front of job and he's doing stand up comedy to prove the white people he can speak English. Yeah, so, what? Right, he's really good. Um, <laughs> but um, you're better yeah, than yeah, yeah. me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't mind gold. Yeah. Let's see. Um, what? Do you feel like military dudes are good today or no, and why? Man, well, I mean, there's always that, that meme that goes around. They'll immediately marry you, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, they got a steady paycheck coming in. That's for sure. Yeah, right. I guess that's why a lot of women kind of dig that, you know? Right. That's just kind of feeding into it. Like, like, you know what? Like, I had, a, I had a chief, he was telling me, too. It's like, you know what? Not every, every girl out here wants a millionaire. They, don't, they wouldn't mind settling down for a thousandaire. Does that make sense? They're all like, hey, hey if you're not... Like if, it, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Even if they're not making millions, you know, they're at least making a good, steady, you know. But why like, would you limit yourself like to that when you can get that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they like, don't look as good. That's why ladies get the plastic <laughs> surgery, get a richer boyfriend, and then get more plastic surgery, and then get another richer boyfriend. There you go. That's your message yeah, right there. Yeah. Uh, always helping out the ladies. Okay. Yeah. So what makes you angry? What makes me angry? Gold diggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. That sounds good. Um, so, uh, do you feel like military humor is like different from other types of humor? Let's see. Yeah, of course. It like, definitely what, is. what it's kind so, of jokes are like military jokes? They're so crude. Mm-hmm. Apart from crude, they're like they just. Well, look. I, I was, mean, give an example. Well, like, look, right. I was yeah. in a division of like eighty dudes and mm-hmm. stuff like that when I was going through boot camp, and then it just kind of like led into my other like schooling, and then mm-hmm. yeah, actually out into the fleet. Mm-hmm. Like it was always rude first of all like the dirtiest nastiest thing you can think of i'm sure it can happen think of it this way a lot of people say like it's locker room talk but Mm -hmm. it's just 24 7 and yeah (laughs) you can grab them by the pussy it's pretty changeless. i feel like (laughs) well where grab them by the pussy oh man well yeah that's that's nothing yeah Yeah, at least to them they I, not that I ever got this or ever did this, but there was this thing called brown eye. Like, all those, like, sexual, like, positions and, like, all these, like, sex, like, things. Like, the bat wing when you, like, stretch apart your, your the skin on your testicles, I guess. Wow. And then flash a light behind it. Or That's hilarious. They, they had a brown eye thing. Somebody can be sitting in a stall, right? And they're yeah. just minding their own business, doing their business. <laughs> and somebody would come in and just, like, spread their cheeks apart and wow. just flash it to that's us. hilarious it, it's bad what are you talking about i think it's funny so, no it's funny though yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. but that you can get away with right. when you're like with a bunch of dirty assholes down there you know yeah like wherever you are not yeah. that you start grabbing or touching somebody but you're just like you it's just, just go joke, yes. you just go for the shock yeah, value yeah. However, exactly. you come out in here and do that to, to a coworker at a like i don't care where you work at you do that to somebody you're not i think it's fine yeah, I don't even think you're gonna be allowed back in society oh, after man. that. Through society. Yeah, I mean, we just okay. So right, there's a like put it this another way. We do a lot of guard standing, right? There's a we just called watches, whatever. You get you know you get assigned a gun, you just go stand out there for a couple hours and, and just make sure that you know things are safe. Mm-hmm. On, a, on an ordinary night in in port, you know what I mean, wherever you're stationed at, most likely nothing's really gonna happen, but with those hours just going by, nothing of the stimulus going on, what are you gonna do? Just bring them some dumbass ideas. And I've had some dumbass ideas thrown at me. 
and the only one I can think of right now that's really funny. So I had my buddy, uh, he was, uh, he's ET2 Crosby. This guy like just comes up to me and uh, he just starts telling me, hey, uh, you think that if you dipped your dick in alcohol and then you fuck the girl through the ass, would she get drunk as an enema? <laughs> like, Dude, uh, Dude you're, you're, <laughs> your dick is not a fucking sponge, first of all. I think that's what it is. And then I was just telling you, maybe, you know, I don't think you could find a, a rich man, but I told him, like, look, you know how drunk, yeah, a girl has to be for even, for her to even, like, think that that's an okay idea. Man, I'm really messed up. <laughs> I just realized right now. And then they just come up with other idiot, idiotic ideas like that, but it's so funny because it carries you. <laughs> It carries you through. That's why you can use it. I've actually said it on this stage. Awesome. Yeah. I like it. So how do you connect with someone from the um, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force? Can you give us By like, humor. Um, the humor. Yeah, like what humor. do you think would resonate with them? So like say you're like walking to a business meeting or something and you know this guy's like from the Navy and then like what can you say that makes him say like, okay, you're cool? Nah. <laughs> What's cool, I guess? Hmm. I don't know. Some quick joke, I guess, about Hmm. Can you tell us some I, jokes? I, yeah, like I can't, I don't know. You would have to gauge off the conversation. Okay. But what can I, I just, say to show like I'm cool with him? Like, I don't know. Thank you for your service. Nothing. Yeah, see what Sorry. they say to Sorry. that. Okay. Thank you for your service. Okay. That seems to be something everybody did last mm -hmm. week. Yeah, for sure. Sure, it was uh, <laughs> uh, better to say. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, like, what are your comedic goals? Comedic goals. Honestly, just like I was telling you earlier, say you throw a subject at me, that'd be funny to like be able, that'd be cool to be able to just make that fucking hilarious. Huh? Go shoot it. Let's see. Chair. Did you know that this chair is rated for five minutes? Huh? Meaning I got uncomfortable about 35 minutes ago. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> That's the authenticity. My rating. All right, so how can we, like, uh, before we uh, sign off, like, is there anything you want to um, listeners to know? Anything else that we didn't touch on? Mm, I don't know. There's some be assholes, I guess. Huh? If somebody's, uh, don't be assholes, don't I guess. Be assholes, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So much of an asshole. Okay, yeah. so how can we find don't be you? A, don't be a gold digger either. <laughs> okay. How can we find you, and uh, how can we follow you, and book you, and hear comedy? Oh, well, but talk to me via Instagram x88 rodney man that's the only that's the r-o-d-n-e-y okay but i mean that's the only like social media platform i actually am okay. active in so okay. i mean you probably reached me there awesome this was, uh, yeah, this so was fun i just did it i didn't know how yeah. this was gonna end up and it ended well, up a little well, better than i thought oh you think it was gonna I be horrible was, i just expect it horrible it's it more like, like just people can see how the military is you know like do just you somebody. interview a lot of military or what no, I was just interviewing this. But thank you so much. We're going to sign off. Uh, follow Rodney um, on Instagram. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode.